What the Frap with your host Jay Zilla. I'm here with my guest, the Marine, who's back with us. Thank goodness, Mr. Sturgis. How are you there? Good. I'm doing good, man. Yeah. yeah. You're looking good. Clean cut. Looks like the energy is, is flowing right. I coming back from the mountain, dude, this weekend. So Yeah. Where'd you go? So I went to Jimenez and uh I really, I don't know the exact location, but it's a mountain, right? It's a mountain. <laughs> it's a mountain, man. And uh, me and my son usually just, uh, one one day we just camped out there. And it was actually winter. And I just said, hey, I bet we could just stay out here today. Right? Yeah. It was, and yeah. we did, though. We just did. We, we we just stayed out with some random stuff. and uh, And then I said, I bet we could climb this mountain right here. And then maybe two months later, man, I'm buying rope to climb the mountain, you know. So uh, wow. that happens, right? It's yeah. kind of like setting your – you have to set the destiny in place, right? You you mentioned it. You plant the seed. Hey, I bet we could do this. Yeah. And then it happens if you continue watering that seed, right? So. You know, that's, that's really cool because I, I know that we're very aiming people, you know. And what right. people don't realize is that, one, our environment has a lot to do with the decisions that we make. I mean, whether it be the media, whatever you're consuming, right? Uh, what you, right. What yeah. you eat, all this stuff. All this stuff matters. So being very careful about what we put into our bodies, whether it's mentally, physically, or you know, spiritually, whatever, is very important. So I love how you have to set your aim towards something. And then you just kind of figured out the steps on your way or, you know, as you went. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it just kind of goes together, man. I'm, I mean, I just said, I bet we could climb this mountain. Now, it was nighttime, <laughs> too. It was nighttime. I just kind of seen the shadow of it, you know, and I just looked at it and I was like, I bet we could. Right. But, yeah, so we climbed up there. The first time we climbed up there, it was pretty tough. But we got there and we found these this perfect spot to just build a shelter so we built the shelter right yeah no nope, or nothing we built the shelter and then we went back down so that was our recon mission we went up there to see what we can accomplish and then we built the shelter and then we went down next weekend we came up nobody finds them out you know? yeah to go camp especially you know <laughs> right so you whatever we set up is it's not going to go away. So uh, it was set up, man. And the next week we went up there and, and slept. I just carried the uh, little foam mats, which is real painful as you get older. Not a, not a nice thing to lay on, but yeah. So we just hung out all night up there, man. And it was, it was winter time. So it wasn't, Jeez. It, it was cold, man. We had, I had two emergency blankets, and I said, let's figure out how we can use these, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, so we figured one of them should be a wind blockage thing. And like, you just you just move, go with the process while you're out there, right? Yeah. I mean, you can't follow nature. You're not going to win if you're like, oh, I'm not cold. <laughs> oh, dude. Right. Cold. Don't matter. So, but with that, I mean, all the uh, – Going up, we went up there uh, a second time and set up camp because I, I, I carry all my heavy stuff up the first hike, like the axe and the mm -hmm. shovel and all that. And we set up camp, we build, we get the firewood and we set all that up. 
climb back down the next time up i just bring food in the tent so we're not dealing with you know the axe and all the heavy stuff right and uh so we set up and on the way back down i was telling you earlier i broke my ankle on the way back down i just i was wearing the wrong boots twisted it wrong and uh i had to climb down the mountain man uh i mean crawl down the mountain yeah i lived crawled down the mountain so and when it happened my son was like oh shit like he's never seen me in in that agony right right it happened and i was like oh and i had my 80 pound pack on and yeah. the heavy stuff up first you know mm-hmm. so i had that that's kind of why and then the wrong boots i mean if you don't make your stew right man it's not gonna be good right that's a good way to put it man so you hey. stew for those of us who uh, didn't check out the last episode, he talked about how different experiences or t- you know, outings, you got to look at it as a stew, right? So he needed the right boots. He needed the right type of weather, his axe, his heavy pack, his recon before all those things mixed together to make the perfect stew, which is a good mountain climbing experience for him. And how old is your partner there, your, your son? He's only, yeah, he's 10. 10 I years old. Yeah, but he, yeah, he's 10, man. Yeah. He's grown. He's grown enough, right? Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Yeah. Well, I mean, we started out with only one harness for me. Uh-huh. I mean, here's my buddy right here. And uh, we started out with one harness for me, and then we were we were doing it, and I wanted to see if he could feel comfortable enough to do it. Because mm-hmm. it's hard to, to even tie to something that feels sturdy and then – it's hard to just lean back over the edge, dude. Yeah, I bet. I don't know who you are. I mean, even the professionals at this point had that issue, I imagine, at the beginning, dude. Yeah. Like your adrenaline starts going, right? We talk about energy. Yeah, man. You talk about setting some stuff up. If you want to have some energy flowing in your body and systems that you don't even know about sometimes because we don't normally use them. So that goes with the military and in war fighting too, we we don't use that stuff, man. Like that was that was definitely a unique experience, right? Mm-hmm. So we don't use all those chemicals that can, can that can react in our bodies and stuff, right? And uh, so leaning over the edge, holding on to a rope, you know, that's pretty tough, man. And then you, because you're like, man, I hope my arm works, right? I hope it stops yeah, me man. if I'm whatever, you know. You you have all kinds of little self-doubt and it, and that stirs it all up right well I was, stirs all that. I was thinking something about like a um what do you call it like what if you have a cramp or something like that like i'm thinking about any and everything that can go wrong in that type of situation how do you yeah. put a, how do you put a cap on that control it enough to get something done so honestly man when it comes to thinking about it it's way worse than actually doing it honestly mm. like even when you're doing it if you're thinking about it too damn much it's too much yeah. right so you're like oh i'm leaning over the edge of this rock it's Ooh. 50 foot drop like right. if i hit the ground i'm gonna splatter you know like if you're putting all that thought into it yeah. it builds up all, all kinds of energy inside you and i say in, and inside you it's energy slash chemical right so okay. It's like, you know, you have to understand, like, if you, 
When I say energy inside you, it means that there's certain chemicals like flowing, you know. You, you get excited at a certain point, that's a certain chemical. You get sad at a certain chemical, you get, you know. So all that uh, is chemicals. But when you're doing something like that, it's just, and then if you're putting too much thought into it, right. uh, it kind of, you can talk yourself down, you know. It's kind of like just do it and, sh- and shut up in a sense, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It's hard as hell to do, though, man. When I first was repelling, we didn't even have a, I said, let's go out to him as and and check these rocks out and see. If, and I only had a rope. I didn't have a harness. Yeah. And I wasn't exactly sure I knew what I was doing, but I knew if I wrapped the rope around me this way and I was holding on to it this way, wow. I would. It was gonna hold me, right? And then I went down. My son, he was like, "Dad, you were shaking," and I was like, "It, it that's it's tough, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's tough, buddy." I'm not gonna, uh, but no. uh, you know, no, it's that stuff. You just have to, you just have to go through it. I think you know, you don't, you only know what you experience in life, really. You know, yeah. you can, and then you know, it, it's tough nowadays because some people think YouTube is experience. So like, <laughs> yeah, like man, I've watched all kinds of videos. I've seen a documentary. Ah, I know what it's like. Like, you have no idea right. what, until you're in it. Yeah, right. Is- and I feel that too, so even even more. So I said we went up the mountain this time, and mm-hmm. we went to uh, we went out for like a month straight, just camping from Colorado all the way to uh, Yellowstone, oh, but wow. camping through the national forest this summer, and uh, coming. And then you just see, man, you just see the minerals and all these rock, like every national forest has rocks and stones right it's just like him at like mountains and lakes and rivers mm. and berries and oh my you know like you need to enjoy it but so when you when you're around it you 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 see what's in these rocks and stuff so most of the rocks i'm gonna send you pictures and stuff even yeah. in him yeah. at, you just see all these veins of quartz Right, literally veins of quartz through all this. So there's just all these minerals, obviously in the in nature, but but when it came together, so when the mountains came together and just boom, right? We weren't, we don't, we can't even really understand this stuff. So when it just, you know, all that pressure and so we could climb up Sandia Mountain right here, mm-hmm. and we'll find fossils on the rocks, right? You'll find fossils on the top of the mountain of like little sea creatures, right? Oh wow! So hey, why, right? right? At one point, we can't even really understand it, right? We see Sandia and we're like, yeah, that's the mountain, you know, it's always been there, whatever. Mm-hmm. No, at one point, you know, all this was different. So when all when these lands came together, boom, all these mineral, all the so what creates these crystals that are behind me and stuff is it's just a a, a perfect stew, right? There's back to that stew, right? Yeah, you have to have the right amount of certain things to make that amethyst. Mm. You have to have the right amount of things to make quartz. You know, is that what that Fresh. is behind you, amethyst? Yeah, and that's that's my little one right oh, there. Okay. Yeah, tell, and, uh, tell us a little bit about that. Like, what makes you uh, keep that? You still Feeling the energy ping off of it? 
so my bigger amethyst so this is probably like what maybe a foot my bigger amethyst about four foot mm. looking at it right now i don't want to split i seen that one in the store right i'm from texas so crystals aren't really the thing that i was brought up with right, right. and uh i seen that one in the store and it just kept calling me so i eventually got it but uh that was before so i went man that crystal has has done a lot for me man the bigger one and mm -hmm. yeah. i do feel it i feel it so amethyst is is called this the i guess to be simple because most of it is real complicated when you get into energies and why it why it has that energy and what it'll help you with or what it Mm -hmm. what your mood is at the at the time all that stuff matters right so yeah. you know but the amethyst is called the uh sober stone right silver stone S sobering oh stone. sobering stone sobering stone so any kind of mindset that isn't like normal right mm -hmm. amethyst will help so if, if you have a if you're if you're mad, right? Right. If you're pissed off or whatever, and you go to amethyst, you put it put it on your head. You know, you you'll probably start chilling out after a while. Wow. And and with that, uh, so everything in our body is is vibrating. All of our cells have a certain vibration to them, right? Mm -hmm. The world, right? The thing we're standing on right now has a wobble to it, all right? But we don't feel it, so that that it does a lot to to everything in the world too, right? The the mountains, mm -hmm. it does a lot to minerals. If you if you rub uh, quartz together, it gives you piezoelectricity. That's what runs quartz watches, right? Oh wow! That's how quartz watch is is if you squeeze a crystal so much right if you put pressure on it uh -huh. it'll, it'll send out a certain amount of and it's called piezoelectricity so it'll send out electricity piezoelectricity piezoelectricity and uh i mean with that so we're by right now the whole world's moving we just don't feel it right right so everything in our body is has a vibration as well yeah now you're talking about tesla in the earlier one, the Tesla, right? Tesla. So it was a Nikolov yeah. uh, Tesla. Nik Nikolov Tesla, yeah. yeah. Nikolov. Like the actual Tesla, not the car. Right? Yeah, yeah. We're not talking about the car didn't do this, but so Nikola Tesla, he uh, invented this machine that you could, I guess you you stood on it, from what I understand. You stood on it, and it it sent a certain uh, frequency through your body. Okay. Mm -hmm. And what it was doing was kind of balancing out your cells frequency, right? Wow. And like that gets you. So in our, in our body, we, we like say cancer, right? If we had some can, we all, everybody has cancer cells in, them, mm -hmm. right? No matter what. Now what happens is our cancer cells kind of start vibrating at the wrong frequency. And they start building up because it's the wrong frequency, right? Mm -hmm. And it just gets bigger. So that means your frequency is off in your in your cells. You know what I mean? Wow. So, uh, with that, if 
with that machine that Tesla built, you stand on it, and the idea behind it was it kind of it sent the frequency through your system that you needed, and it would it would reset your body. How come right. that hasn't like does that still exist, or did he just get out marketed? Right now, I have Tesla's book of inventions. I looked through it. Okay, mm. is that what it's called? It's not book in, of inventions. It's not in there. So there's motors in there. So I think if you take a certain motor that he's talking about uh -huh. and hook it up to a certain machine, device, whatever you want to call it, that's what happened. Because in his book, in the book, uh, I don't know what it's called, but it's it's just uh, Tesla's inventions. Mm -hmm. It's just all motors, though, you know. So his machines and stuff are left out, which are kind of, I mean... You might be able to look deeper and find it because I do know about it, right? Uh -huh. So, but as far as the book goes, I, I I couldn't find it. Oh yeah, we'll definitely get you know, get my producer on that right away because I definitely want to know about that. So you talk well, about said, show you a, I'll tell you a story. So he used it for like four years, you know, and he said, and his whole crew did really. And when he first invented it, this guy like. He stood on it and it did the vibration through him. And he said for two days he had like uh, crazy diarrhea, right? Oh, wow. Yeah. And and then after that, he was good. Like he was perfectly fine, you know, and he felt good. And, the, and then Tesla, after four years, he came up with the theory that because of their schedule and how Tesla had them working, right, mm. they would go run and eat whatever come back and work, go run and eat whatever, come back and work. So when that happened to the guy, it sent a vibration through his, through a system that he needed. His stuff was out of whack, you know, and then the system worked real quick. Yeah. And then he felt better. You know what I mean? Too. So, I mean, it, it sounds simple, but at the time, at that time, it's pretty complicated to us. It sounds, eh, I've almost like science machine. fiction, right? Yeah, yeah. Back then, it's like, what the hell are you talking about? But it makes like, sense because I know whenever I'm on a, a new diet, like anytime you change your diet up as humans, you kind of go through that process where it just kind of tries to get rid of all the old stuff and, and get used to what you're putting, the new, um, I guess, way of uh, eating. And so I right now I'm doing the carnivore with, diet. I'm going through that right now. It's crazy. Well, with that too, it's... Uh, that so that's vibration too, man. So when we eat meat as people, right? Yeah. When we eat meat, it's hard for our body to break it down. Right. Right? Like our like the acid, everything that has to be released to break that food down is way way worse than eating a salad on our system, mm -hmm. right? So our energy that changes our energy, man. Yeah. It really did like shifts it, you know, and and it um and then I mean, if we could go in deeper with that, I, I want to stay out of that a little bit. But we could go in deeper with even how the how we get the meat, right? Oh yeah. I mean, man. Think, stuff carries on. Right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. When it and especially when it comes to energy, mm -hmm. right? When it comes to energy, it's like you. Uh, I don't know, man. No, I'm with you. We're we're in a bad place when it comes to energies. So going up the going up the mountain, going the. Uh, Yellowstone and all that, 
with the mountains come together, all the minerals, mm -hmm. you just see veins of quartz. You see, so when I, when me and my son were swimming and the river's going up to Yellowstone, you, you see these flakes all in it, right? Mm -hmm. And they're shimmering flakes, and that's all mica. So you have all these minerals all around us, you know. What did you call it, mica? Mica, yeah. That's a that's another crystal. But see, that conducts. So they found mica underneath the the uh, the South American pyramids. They found mica under there, and it has a lot to do with the, the electricity and and things like that. And they cannot explain why they found it underneath the pyramids. So mm. think about that as. Mm as people too but yeah so with all that energy coming together the trees are green and beautiful so we're, we're ambitious and we we've created cities and we love cities and all this mm -hmm. but we're the earth has a certain energy and frequency and a city is just cement and pavement you know so we're kind of covering the earth there's another barrier know? We're making, a, we're making the frequency barrier. And so when you get out to nature and stuff like that, you, you, you should feel. And you might just feel, oh, I could breathe better. I feel relaxed. No, there's more to that. Yeah. But that's what you feel. You, know, you just don't want to say, oh, there's more to it. That's a strong so indication of, of some sort of change inside, right? Right. Right. Because we're, we're connected to nature way more than, uh, than most want to want to think i guess right or have time to think if you think about it most or, people or, are yeah, yeah most people nowadays. have their heads down doing their nine to five or working 10 hours a day to try to keep up with the inflation while the you know the pay kind of stays the same so it's a right. rat race out there and we're basically eating right. each other instead of having a moment to just breathe you know like i said last time when you were on we went you know, when i was in australia they talk about over there that they live they work to live and here we live to work and they make sure i mean from the government down they make sure people have time to just stand still breathe have a little moment you know go on an adventure go on a holiday as they call them you know so i think that's something we really should pay more attention to and we yeah i mean absolutely we should the with the with Australia, man, I mean, I, I want to go there just to go hang out with the Aborigines, man. Yeah. I want to see their dances and stuff. Yeah. I want to learn their stories because they don't, they don't tell them they dance and stuff. They, that's how they tell them. So unless you're there mm. and they invited you in to see that, you, you won't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's important for us, you know? Right. And most people don't think like that, but it, that's that stuff's important for us, you know. I mean, we'll we'll find out eventually one of these days when we we're flying around our spaceship that we think we're gonna be around yeah, dude. We'll be like, ah, oh, damn, we should have. I don't know, you know. Stop like, to smell the roses. Pay closer attention, right? Yeah, because hell, so, okay. So going through Yellowstone, you know, you're driving like 45 the whole way, but it's like almost the whole edge of wyoming the whole state right because you we went up through the tetons we've seen the grand tetons and stuff what is that and then you, it's just these oh man it's beautiful i'll send you pictures of it but it's just these two mountains that came together and they're just 
It's beautiful, dude. I can't even explain it. What you call it? The Tetons? Yeah, the Great Tetons. Or the Grand Tetons. The Grand Tetons. That's what it's called. So, but yeah, they're beautiful, man. And once you start getting into that area, so coming back from Yellowstone and feeling all that energy, as we were climbing up him as this time around, Mm -hmm. I was seeing things I probably wouldn't even have seen, man. Like, I seen the veins throughout the throughout the rock of quartz. I'm gonna send you a lot of them, right? Yeah. We've climbed this mountain a couple of times. I think four times. I've told you four times, and uh, this time was it was just like whoa, you know, like I had a whole different awakening because I was in nature in the middle of it. We camped, dude. We didn't go to a hotel and yeah. work, but we camped site yeah. like three days at a time, right? And stayed next to the river. We we bathed in the river, right? And I'm saying this river's three degrees, okay? So that's how cool it was to, to bathe in it, all right? Look. Now, if I hadn't, uh, I told you before, too, about Wim Hof. If I hadn't yeah. a Wim Hof and started doing that stuff, there's no way in hell I would have been playing with my son in the three degrees river, man. Oh, jeez. Ah. I can almost feel it, man. That, that's that's He's too cold. It like yeah, whatever, dude. Yeah. He's cool about it, but I jump. I mean, I feel it. You know, it activates all kinds of stuff in your body. But that's uh, that's part of it, though, right? That's like a. It's way better than a cup of coffee. Yeah. Right. Like, jump in a cold river will wake you up way more than a cup of coffee would, man. And yeah. I'm talking like everything. Right. Well, what's waking me up right now is that music. Can you hear that music? Is that you? Oh, it's like my bad. Hey, tell us, it's got some nice. Uh, that was a nice beat, man. What are we watching? Are we done yet? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, see, now it's kind of quiet. It's almost too quiet, man. Yeah. So no. So going back to you said Win Hoff. Get a little bit into that because as a Marine, y'all are taught so much on how to deal with um, high, you know, high intense situations. Uh, talk to me a little bit about your life after the military and how you came across the Wim Hof thing. So with Wim Hof, I just, uh, I don't know, man. When I broke my ankle, right? I just told you about that. Yeah. I broke my ankle and then I came home. Well, I'm used to being inside a lot because I don't like going out in the city, but I'll go out in the woods. Mm -hmm. Right. But because my ankle was broken, I couldn't even go out in the woods. So I'm sitting here, uh, getting depressed, working on depression, hardcore. I'm like, man, you know, this, this isn't working for me, you know? Nah. And then the swelling too. So the swelling in my ankle, I'm like, ah, you know, uh, cold water, right? So cold water, mm-hmm. and it's on. And I was like, it, it, it stings hardcore when I stick my foot in this cold ass bucket of water, yeah. right? So uh, then I started looking up stuff, and then I ran across Wim Hof. He's the Ice Man, right? Oh, he holds yeah. world records about being in the ice. He was underwater swimming so long he 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 froze his retina because we don't have. 
pain sensors in her eyes, so he didn't even know he, it froze until he was trying to find the hole and couldn't find it. Froze and his doctor, retina. That's nuts. Froze it, right? But he was swimming under. I mean, the ice was probably like eight inches thick, and he uh, it was it's pretty intense. So look up Wim Hof and check out some of that stuff. But yeah, so I him because of the depression and all that stuff and like i'm trying to like not be depressed right, right. and uh he said you know cold water uh, he just gave me a different outlook on cold water mm. like you i looked at it like who the i don't want to get in the cold shower fuck that yeah, man. Right? i'm trying to relax when i get in the shower i'm not trying to scream like a girl <laughs> and like yeah. but but when I when I found Wim Hof, he just explained it to where it was totally different, right? Our our lymphatic system is a system that doesn't really work unless we work out or you know squeeze our you know we have to tense ourselves up to squeeze our lymphatic system, mm. and what's in there is waste and toxins, and if we're not squeezing that thing, you know, like. And cold water does that. So when you jump in cold water, not only are every one of your sensors in your body turning on, like, instantly. You're like, what the? Yeah, you know? yeah. I felt it. I so definitely felt that. So you get that. And and this, it, it helps a lot. So we'll break this down a little bit deeper, too. So when you jump into it and you feel all your sensory kick on, mm -hmm. you know, and then your brain's like, what's it telling you get out right yeah. it's panic basically it says get the get the fuck out of this place i don't know what's going on and if you fight that you actually help make your fight or flight response stronger right oh okay yeah seals right they're playing in the ocean and that's why i couldn't be a navy seal i couldn't play in the ocean it's just too cold man mm -hmm. So they're playing in the cold water all the time. That's it's because that's the tough. It's turns everything on, right? You want to turn yourself on? Go turn your cold shower on and jump in it real quick. You turn your whole body on. Yeah. Everything will turn on, you know. So with that, you know, the sensories that we have lost since we've been in, we're domesticated humans right now. Okay. We were like, oh, dogs are domesticated and whatever. No, we're domesticated yeah. right now, okay? Because if you think about it, we go into a building and it has AC, right? Yeah. In the summer, we go into a building and it has AC. And then we go into our car, it has AC. And then we, when, so when we go from our house to our car, if it's not parked in the garage, and then if it is sometimes, it's still damn hot. Yeah. But when you go to your car, your car, that's like the most temperature change your body's going right. to respond to, right? right? And then and then we get to the building we're going to, and it's ac So, hey, so from walking to the car to that building, that's the most heat we're going to see too, right. right? And then we might go hang out at the park when it's cooled off or whatever. Anyway, so we... If we go with scientists and stuff, the cavemen, did they, did they just uh, magically have heaters and stuff when it was the ice age, or what's going on, yeah. man? We were more in tune with stuff around us. So with Wim Hof, they 
they've been able to put a vest on him and cool him off and heat him up and cool him off and put him in a machine and kind of measure his stuff. Yeah. There's part of the brain. It's called the reptilian part of our brain. What's it called? That it's the reptilian part of our brain. Oh, like reptile. Yeah, and he act he actually activates that. Nobody can activate it like he does. So that's what's activating in his head when he's when they put cold water on him uh -huh. in this bed. He's he's actually able to heat himself up, right? He stays at a constant thirty two degrees no matter what, hmm. right? So when they were doing certain tests to him, the scientists actually had to keep adding ice to the thing he was sitting in because he was melting it too fast. Jeez. Yeah? And that's called tumo meditation, right? Tumo meditation. So this is a, tumo meditation. So this is a whole nother thing when it comes to the monks and energy and stuff. This is inside of us. All right. This is still an energy thing when we talk about Wim Hof. Uh -huh. But what he really taught me was, so when you hit cold water, what happens? Your, your body reacts. But yeah. the first thing you do is you, you take a deep breath. Yeah. In, right? If you can manage You're that, like, there's sometimes I'm just stuck. Right? Just like, I'm not breathing yeah. in or out. Yeah. And then you kind of you exhale, but you hold it because you're like, oh, please. But what you really need to do is continue with that breathing in the same exact pattern. Mm. So you, but you don't force your exhale, right? You breathe in like you just hit the cold water. Yeah. But you don't exhale like that. You just. And then you, right? That's and then if you look into tumo meditation, that's part of it. Mm. And then you can actually release DMT doing that because mm. your body's we're we're actually um, we're not breathing right as a human uh, being at all, man. We're not breathing right. Now what does that mean? We're, we're, we're shorting ourselves basically. Mm. So we're we're always we're breathing what we need. To survive right but we're not breathing like uh we're supposed to take deeper breaths all the time and that would consistently make all our bodies work or all our so i say all our bodies but so we have pumps in our system you say right? pumps and by breathing by breathing it gets those pumps going and that gets the energy going and everything synchronizes like i'm saying when you when you go out to nature too like certain spots when it comes to him and things like that you'll see the different mineral structures and things out there but what as a what do we use in these computers and stuff to for energy and stuff it's it's all quartz crystal yeah yeah right? different minerals like yeah. copper and yeah all that stuff and then copper and all that it's all it's all just it's it's in nature right so there's a certain energy that that you get when you're standing out there next to the and then the river's flowing too right so that's like a power current going all over all these uh minerals right and it, it just creates a whole whole different atmosphere so when you go out to nature and you Take a deep breath. There's more going on than you I feel like I'm, feeling like. You. I feel like I'm breathing deeper myself now. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, so that's what you need, though. We really are kind of, we're shorting ourselves in a sense when it comes to that. Ooh. 
and it's hard to continuously deep breathe, you know. So when we're in under stress or somebody, say the kids have done something, and you're just like, ah, well, see what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm about to take that with me, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so constantly, like I'm gonna have to stay on that constantly. Because I know I um, I usually do stuff like that when I feel upset. And I don't want that to be the only time because I do feel better. So I need to well, look at that. And then also, so when you're upset, like I was saying earlier, like when you're upset, there's certain chemicals going on in your body, right? Well, when you take a deep breath, all those pumps, your heart pumps faster, your blood's circulating quicker. So you're kind of flushing those chemicals faster, right? So that's... I mean, to break it down in that kind of sense, right, that would be what you're doing, right? It's deeper. We can go deeper with that when it comes to the vibration and the and the hurts that your cells and that your, all your cells are feeling. Mm-hmm. It's way deeper. But to break it down, when you breathe, you're, you're forcing things through your system. And when you're sad or upset or whatever, right. mad, you have a certain chemical structure, and if you if you breathe through it, you'll push that chemical out, and then you'll be so your chemical gets flooded, right? Say you get upset real quick, and you get this this flush of adrenaline or right. whatever, yeah. right? Norepinephrine or serotonin, all those all those uh, all those right, all those chemicals. So you'll get a flush of those. And then you won't be able to think correctly. Mm. So then you do like, you have like harsh reactions or whatever, right? But if you're able to take a couple breaths before you react, you're able to flush those chemicals out of your system. Hmm. Sort of a preemptive strike. You're able to think clear because those aren't fogging, like the amethyst, it's a sobering thing. Mm that's sobering to breathe in a sense, right? Right. Well, that's an interesting thought because, so you as a Marine, uh, cause I know you talked about being on the mountain and you know, your son saying that you were shaking and you were like, well, yeah, that's a, that's an appropriate response. Like maybe talk to people, yeah. to the people about how, I mean, we, we know that bravery, true bravery can only exist, you know, when fear exists. Right. So trying to, how do you tame that? How do you kind of use that energy for something productive? In, in combat, right? Yeah. You just, in a certain situation, you just, the chemicals, right? Mm-hmm. Will be different in your system and, and you react more appropriately in a sense, right? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, let's say... In Iraq, we have to what? We have to go on a patrol or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So in your head, you're like, okay, you're going on a patrol, and at first you go group up and you talk about the strategy and what you're going to work on while you're out there, what you're going to do while you're out there, what you're going to look for, what we're going to work as a team, right? But in your head, you're like, okay, and all that stuff works. It comes together. Mm. It's good to have a plan, right, in a sense. 
And then sometimes it's cooler to not have a plan, right? Because I didn't have a plan when we went up through Yellowstone. And it was tough, right? And like you said, you don't really have something without something else happening. So you don't have, you know, the fear happens and then you have all these other chemical reactions. Well, when you don't know, that kind of reaction happens too. But as soon as you figure it out, you're, you know, that gives you, that gives you something as a person, dude, that gives you the confidence that you're like, all right. So I, I went through that, but it wasn't as bad. So we, we went and talked about stuff at the beginning and then we went on patrol, but in your head. So you talked about it. You said, this is what we're going to do. And then you went out. Right. Mm-hmm. And when you're out there, you're like, okay, am I going to run across an ID? Is this going to happen? Is that going to happen? You're, you're, defeating yourself almost right you're breaking yourself down for sure but you're defeating yourself with those thoughts like oh there's an ied i'm gonna get blown up whatever you know all that stuff i was shot all that and uh so you're kind of talking yourself down defeating yourself because when it comes to it you i mean the chemicals you don't know about the chemicals your body can release man Mm. So even going through that, there's chemicals going, right? So there's a there's a large amount of chemicals that are going just from going through that, thinking, oh, shoot, I'm going to hit an IED. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And then you come back here, and those, those chemical pathways are open, right? Mm-hmm. They're open way more than what you have to deal with anything here. So when you deal with something here and it's kind of stressful, the pathways open way too much. Oh. Right? So kind of stressful releases too much chemical in your system. Mm-hmm. And you kind of freak out more than what you need to, right? Or what you what you normally should freak out about. You you freak out more. So right. just so make sure I'm following this path right, if you don't think about it, your body has a chance to naturally, organically react yeah. to a stressor, right? Right. Versus if you right. start thinking about it, your body is already opening up. So when it really hits the fan and things are really happening, then once that real life situation fluctuation of chemicals happens, it's like a floodgate. Right, right. Gotcha. Well, and then, okay, so, and then with that, too, when I first went into Iraq, mm-hmm. uh, we went under a lot of overpass. So we we got off our ships and went into Kuwait, and then we drove from Kuwait into the spot in Iraq. So we had our own gear, which was cool. We didn't have that the second time I went. But having your own gear is good because you know what, to, what you're dealing with, right? But so... You know, I think I was probably 18, Mm -hmm. and we're driving under all, or maybe 19, but we're driving under all these overpasses. And what what we're taught before that was, hey, these guys are going on these overpasses and dropping grenades down into the trucks because we have holes for the gunner on every truck. Mm -hmm. So I we probably went under like. 35 overpasses dude. Oh, but every one was the same you know it was the same holy shit right, that just, i had you know right. what i mean like fuck yeah you know and that gets tiring too you know that'll wear on you after a while 
But uh, yeah, especially after thirty-two of those bitches. Yeah. You know, so it just depends. So based on the fact that I wasn't used, to, I just came out of high school, even being trained as a Marine. All right, I went through some chemical reactions in boot camp and stuff that I wouldn't normally go through in civilian life. But to do that, it even op- it, it opened up those pathways even more is what I mean. So in boot camp, like, like in high school, right? right? In high school, my pathways were a certain extent open, right? Mm. And then you go through boot camp and your chemicals release more. Certain chemicals get released more and your pathways open up a little more. And then you go through something like Iraq and war and stuff. And then your pathways are just, you know, intensified big time so then you come back to where your pathways are supposed to be just normal in high school or whatever mm-hmm. and they're not and something happens and then you just like the little bit of chemical that's supposed to happen like it did in high school mm-hmm. is a flood right okay flood. now so i got a question about that you think that's what's happening with these police officers because I have some limited yeah. training, limited military training. Like, I was never in any branch. No, no it is. They yeah. are. It is. It definitely is. So, with the with the police officers, and I support them, man. So, mm-hmm. with the But with that said, dude, all right, I support them fully. But at the same time, like, they, so they're uh, desensitized, right? Yeah. They're desensitized. From what they see on a daily compared to what we see we go to walmart we get our groceries and come home to work come home work means like typing on a computer or dealing with a rowdy customer or whatever right Mm -hmm. cop has to deal with the fucking asshole souped up on drugs running around with guns or something Mm -hmm. right so in his mind when it comes to uh, so he's souped up right yeah that's what so with the chemicals it is. It's basically exactly the same thing, man. Yeah. So the, they're they're in that space, in that reality. Our reality is different, right? right. Their reality is I'm gonna go to work and I'm gonna fuck up. I'm gonna be fucking with this dude that has been doing dope all mm-hmm. day and he, you know, whatever, right? right. right the store. Or, so the cops' mentality is way different, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't justify some of the shit we've seen lately, but a cop's mentality is way different. So they, they, just, I don't know. Their their chemical reaction is different. Well, I right? think it should be That's- different, but you also have this system set up. You know, we talked about systems, right? Their soup right. just isn't right. The very small amount of training, just to give you an idea of what I came across, is. Uh, they, there's a thing in your brain that they've calculated. Uh, scientists actually have calculated this that it takes so many seconds, maybe it's like two point something, to for your brain to tell your hand to stop doing something. So okay. how they were trained? I remember going through training and I was freaking out, dude, myself. Like everybody's got a gun, everybody's out to kill me, everybody's on drugs, right? I felt that fear, yeah. you know, and that just right. like okay, you know. We did some simulations, dude, and literally we walk up and it's like, hey, and before I can get another word out, a dude pops out the trunk and boom, I, I see my partner on the simulation get blown away. And then I have to quickly make a decision who I'm going after, 
how fast, right. and that's before I even get to the vehicle. So that's if this is the type right. of training that they're going through, and then they come into some situations, then they're already pumped up, or you know, it, like you said, right. yeah, I can see that. Right. Happening. So training too, like yeah. like I said, so and so from high school, right? My pathways were a certain thing. Mm-hmm. Through so my training was boot camp, right? right. And then we constantly train as marine, but boot camp was like the main, like a, a precursor to my insanity, right? right. So with that, my my system opened up more, right? So with police training, mm-hmm. they're trained to react. Yeah. It's it's it su- it sucks, right? right? To be up and then go through it and react too damn quick, right? right? Honestly, with meditation, dude. <laughs> All right, yeah. let me throw this in. This is a I'm a Throw this plug in real quick. Move meditation. This is what I always say with meditation. It gives me that second, like it gives me the time to think before I react. So what you're saying with the with the trigger, or your time for your brain to tell your body not to shoot or whatever, mm-hmm. meditation gives you more of that, right? And I've I know that. That's why I've always said that. Even from the beginning of my meditation, that's why I even continued it because I'm like, shit, I'm not getting at, like, I'll react the same, but I'm not reacting as fast. So it kind of calms me down before I do, right? I'm not reacting as fast. So, but with cops, it's real tough because you have to, you would have to like balance their 12 hour day with the whole 12 hour shift off. You'd have to give them 12 hours on of all the bullshit right. and then get 12 hours off to sleep and then the next day you'd have to do 12 hours on of uh like sympathy training right yeah, or like kind of kind of balance it you know, counterbalance to balance yeah. it right because you you have to remember you're a human but when you deal with assholes all day that are drugged up and stuff it's real tough to just like, like I was saying with the breathing, they're shorting themselves on the breath. What do you think time. about, because, okay, so how long was your training again? Your basic training? Basic training is 13, 13 weeks. 13 weeks. And then after that, you had right. to do what? And well, after the 13 weeks, then you have combat training. And that's, that's another month. Right. right? So, 13 and then so that's 17 weeks and then you got another maybe six months of learning your your profession right right so after all that but you're consistently working on being a marine right right so you're consistently kicking doors in and doing live fire and Knowing that the enemy's gonna kill yeah. you, and you better fucking kill him first, right? So, so building like, experience, right? Consistent, yeah. It's it's consistent. So with the like I said, with the policemen, that's how it would have to be. They'd have to go out and actually work one day, and then have a whole day off, or maybe even just like work one week, and then have a whole week off on like uh, debriefing kind of yes. thing, you know, yeah. like. You got debrief and then you have to de- resensitize yourself yeah. right you have to re- 
Remember you're a human. What about you know? mandatory uh, meditations and breathing exercises, right? Hey, dude, I think schools need that, yeah, man. Yeah, everywhere. I even think I know for dude, a fact. Just okay. like you were talking, to, I know just like you were talking about the, you know, I'm gonna say gumbo because I'm hungry now because we've been talking about soup. I'm gonna switch it up to gumbo. <laughs> to make you a good roux, right. I mean, to make a good gumbo, you need first a good roux, a good foundation, and that's not what these right. cops have, man. Uh, if you think about like a a nurse or a doctor or professions like that, where they have to work long hours to make sure they don't make mistakes. Right, they may sure they may right. work ten. I mean, six days in a row with crazy hours, but you're gonna get four to five days off as well, in order to decompress. So you're not making those big mistakes. Because right. I, I want to say, by and large, I think police are doing their job. But when you have these situations happen, the main thing that people are kind of missing is that, like, yeah, I understand it's a tough job. Yeah, I understand this time he had, didn't have a weapon, but there was a hundred other situations where the person did. This time he wasn't on drugs, but there were a hundred person, hundred times, you know, a hundred situations where it did yeah. happen. Like I just this this case might have been oh well he didn't have he wasn't on drugs, but the last three hundred I've right. done the person's drugs. Right. But here's you know? the difference. So you can't. Here's the difference. You can't that unless you undo it so like what, yeah. that's what it, so. i think here's the difference with that what's happening is if a doctor has been overworked or a truck driver has logged more hours than he's supposed to they get licenses taken away some of them get jail get time fine. like there are consequences so but yeah. okay so with that it, with us as as a, as a society right. right we're supposed to be that we could come together and be a society that's what makes us human that you know that's yeah. what that's what we need to be proud of right right and uh with that the the cops they it's kind of so it goes back far right it goes back way further and it is uh ingrained in in some right. of them because you can't okay so even in the marine corps we didn't have awesome marines all over the place right, okay right. You're, you're always going to have a couple turds. Okay? Absolutely. <laughs> so even or you're going to have a couple turds, uh -huh. all right? And and there's going to be the good ones too. But so what I've seen so far with this craziness that's going on recently mm -hmm. is that uh, unions that protect police officers, yes. they push it too much. Yeah. Dude. So they actually protect the, a bad police officer. He gets away with it. That reinforces that. Like, if you don't smack your kid for doing something, yeah. if you don't smack your hand for something, that's reinforcing the fact, right? right? He's going to do it again, and then he might, the next time he does it, it might be more egregious, profound, or more ridiculous, yeah. more, you know? So when the, with the cop, if, if they're, and then so we get into policies and stuff. Oh, right? systemic so stuff, cop, right? Cops well, we have we have to go through certain, and then because we're America, right? We go through elections a lot, mm. so we don't have consistent leadership. We never have consistent leadership. Shit's always changing, right? Cops can do this one one month, and then the next month another leader's there, and they can't do it. So they're kind of like that makes them question what the hell they're supposed to be doing. You know what right. I mean? You can't. You can't go into certain situations and question what the hell you're 
you're supposed to be mm -hmm. doing. And then you're worried about your life at the same time. You can't do right. that. So when it comes to that, like policy changes and, and then things get worse for the police or the policy gets weirder for the police and better for the criminals and like, oh man, the world Right well, now, I was man. a CEO so, to share a quick story with you. I was a CEO, and one of the things they told us is we were required by law to go into a situation at the level of the uh, assailant or the person who's starting whatever issue. So, right, it's a tricky thing because they know the law and they're protected more than we are as the correction officers, right? right? So, if a guy right. were to punch, just to give you a scenario, if one of the prisoners punched me in the face and then immediately turn their back and put their hands up, I have to calm myself down like that, place them under, you know, detain them, make sure they can't harm me or themselves or anyone yeah. else. And, yeah. But I can't react to that punch or that spit in the face. That's where that meditation man, comes in, need man. It, need it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I see what – somebody hits me in the face. I'm, I'm going to turn right. around. Right. My first reaction is I got to hit them back. Cause what else is he gonna do? Yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. Uh, but that's human too, though. You yeah. know, so so here's the thing with this craziness. Like, the police are put, on, and then as a CO and all the in the correctional uh, side of it too, everybody's put on like a a higher pedestal than the actual offenders and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, obviously mm -hmm. though, right? That's obvious. Right. But the pedestal is way too damn high. Like, for anybody it's just way too high mm. right like the uh, an offender in certain places can get away with the salt and a cop and then you know like in new york recently they poured buckets of water or whatever not recently that was a little while back before the virus mm -hmm. but they were pouring bottle, uh, buckets of water on the police officers in new york in my head i'm from texas yeah. man if i poured a bucket <laughs> of water on the cop oh in my head, I know he's going to fucking shoot yeah. me. So I wouldn't do yeah. it, dude. Why the fuck? I don't understand it, dude. So, you, I mean, I get that they're human too, but look at this. This is how I look at police, okay? I don't think they're a threat or anything, but I look at them like this. That's a human being with a weapon, mm -hmm. okay? And you are not. You are not. I mean, unless you have a weapon. Right. But you are not. So... It's probably better just to go with the flow in the yeah. situation, right? When it comes to that, because they have a weapon mm -hmm. and you do not. Okay, so that's all. I that teach means. my kids but, the same thing, bro. Because you really do gotta take that into account. Because I've been in some situations where I've been in the car getting pulled over, and the people are like, "Why are they pulling you over? Oh, it's just because of this, that, and the third. It's like, hey, I need you to calm down. Like, I don't care if it's right or right. Yeah, let's get through this. <laughs> Make sure you pay attention to badge numbers and names and we'll figure this stuff out. But I like to walk away from this, man. Yeah. No, yeah, right. But that's us. But that's, but that's us, too, in our experiences. You got to think, if you're the officer and you're trained to deal with situations, and think about how much it's been pumped into our heads through the media of how bad cops are. If you're getting pulled over, you're getting right. shot and killed as a black person. Right? So right. once those channels yeah. are open, if I go by your uh, energy thing there... Once those channels are already open, you're already the everything is flooding. 
but you're also right, but you're also untrained. The guy, the, the right. two guys in Georgia who weren't, you know, didn't have any weapons, weren't committing any crimes at the time, they're going crazy too and thinking like, man, is this it? And of course, you know, fight or flight kicks in, but that's not taken into account, right? I remember back in the day, a cop would just take you down or, you know, throw hands if they had to. But now it's right, like right. shoot first because, that's man, I, I don't know what he got. Yeah. And with okay, so with the, and then I think, what is that? Oh, that's okay. your producer. With that, um, <laughs> yeah, my producer. He's like, hey, uh, with that also, man, it's kind of like so. War kicks off a bunch of nasty shit, oh, yeah. right? So, but it also speeds up our process because here's why. All right, I was talking about this before. War speeds up our process because we have no other choice but to advance during that time, mm. right? If we're not better than the enemy, we're going to die. So if, if we don't advance during war, we're not doing the right mm. thing in a sense, right? We're not going to be good. So with that, when the, when the war hit, I remember when the planes flew into the building, mm. dude. Like my body, like I remember the person telling me, I think I told you before, person telling me all this stuff, but that was like a, the country felt mm -hmm. that. Everybody felt that, right? We're like, fuck you idiots. Y'all are going to come over here and pretend like you're going to get away with murdering all those people in the building. I've seen people jumping out the fucking window mm -hmm. to not burn right. to death. They were gonna they were gonna die from the fall, but they weren't gonna burn to death. That's crazy, yeah. dude. So with that, you know, that energy right there, people go to war, they're like, Yeah, we're fucking gonna go kill the bad guy. Already yeah, open, yeah. already up here, right? Right, right. You were gonna go kill the bad guy, right? That was that was a couple years back. And then uh I mean, but it's we're we're still going through it. And then now, I mean, people joining the police force that didn't join the military oh. are kind of yeah, that guy. Yeah, I'm gonna fucking get my stripes or whatever, yeah. dude. You don't. I see yeah. that. I see it. Dude. So I don't know if anybody, everybody else should see it too. But at the same time, not not all cops are like that. Right. But I, I feel there are some people that just have that mentality that, like, you know. At this point in my life, let me let okay, let me just tell you this. For me, sometimes I wish a motherfucker would do. <laughs> okay. So with with the cop, yeah. With the cop, they they might have that going in their head, yeah. right? We we can't t we can't say that they don't. Now that goes into police betting mm -hmm. and making sure that. But then even if a police officer gets into it. Like, let's make sure he doesn't corrupt himself. You know, right. let's pay him enough money to take oh, care of man. him so he doesn't corrupt himself, you know. And then when he, because when he gets corrupted, shit spreads if nobody smacks him, right? right? He's going to corrupt the new guy. He's going to be like, oh, I can make $10,000 more every three months or whatever, yeah. you know. And that's how that flows, you know. More incentive bonuses, so it, it, right? Setting process. And with the police, I think we really need to like every they have to have an evaluation like every six months. 
to be fair. You know yeah. what I mean? If they're not going to like have a week on of hardcore police duty and then a week of hardcore therapy, mm-hmm. they need to have a six-month evaluation to make sure the motherfucker is still is still like sound in, I like in that, mind. Man. You know what I mean? Well, so it's, it comes back to it's not just the police officers. It's not just the criminals. It's the world in general. We're getting further and further away from our roots, <laughs> right? Well, so... Oh, well, yeah, okay. Yeah, when it comes to that, so city, right now, you okay, we'll, we'll go with this thing. Yeah. When it comes to energies and stuff, you see these cities erupting right mm. now, right? All these cities are, are erupting. And in my head, I'm like, man, I don't understand these the people's train of thought on this on this situation on some of the stuff that they're erupting, and they're the continuous, you know. I don't understand the train of thought, but when it comes to the world's energy, that's what's really happening. Is they're not getting so, like I said, our cells vibrate at a certain frequency, mm-hmm. right? And if that frequency gets messed up, then. Uh, we're right in for stupid shit right. all of a sudden, right. right? So like, so when it comes to cities, I mean, there's pavement all over the ground, right? You can go to a park and it's like open earth, right? You can lay on the grass and roll around, but you don't get the, you don't get the the same connection. What you need, you don't get it. You don't get that. What you need, man. Yeah. When it comes to Jimenez and all the mountains and e- even any national park or any forest or anything. Yeah. Think about this, man. The trees are just sitting there. They, they started as a seed. All they needed was water and the sun mm. for them to grow, right? And they're creating in- – so it's creating energy. Everything creates yeah. energy, right? The plants around us, like if we're bummed, our plants will be sick. See? Yeah. If we're that connected to our plants, our plants will be sick if we're not good. And I've seen it because I've, I planted plants one summer, mm-hmm. first time ever do. And I was glad about it and I was loving it and I was excited about doing it. And they, I mean, I had good plants next summer, kind of a reversal. I planted them because it was kind of a to do it thing. You know, I'm going to go ahead and do it and continue it, you know. But I didn't feel the same, and the plants didn't grow at all, dude. Wow. They just didn't grow yeah. at Have all. Have you heard about that study? That I think it was um, Ikea or somebody did this experiment where they had students record compliments on one tape and negative remarks on another, and they put them inside these plants that are next to each other. Right, so getting the same amount of water, nutrients, sunlight, everything. The only difference is yeah. one was hearing positive remarks, and the other one was hearing right. negative remarks. And dude, I kid you right. not, the negative one just shrunk up and shriveled up and died. The other one, like, <laughs> almost exceeded the actual uh, container it was in because it was getting all those compliments. You're like, damn, miracle, bro, right? Man, like, that's nuts. Right? Yeah. Well, it is. So if that's true yeah, in plants. So... You know how true is that in society? You know, in people. Now it's bit, it's even bigger in us than we know. I mean, then we even talk about it, dude. So, so it what you're talking that studies I've never heard of that one. That yeah, good. yeah. I put a link in there. There's a there's a rice there's a rice study also, and the, well, it's the same thing. So they put rice in beakers, right? 
and they gave negative remarks and or negative energy and positive. I love you. Yeah, I hate you, yeah. right? I hate you, Rice died. The I love you, Rice lasted way longer. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. with that, we we haven't. So when people say aura, mm-hmm. it's real because we're we're releasing energy from us all the yeah. time, right? Okay, think of this. So when you when you're driving across a hot ass uh, road and it's open country and you see the mirage of the heat coming off the road or whatever mm-hmm. and that's the world's aura, dude. Jeez. Okay, that's just coming up. Right. Constant. It's constant. We just see it at that moment. We we're like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, like, oh, it must uh, be hot outside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, is that a real lake or is it not? Oh, no. Goodness. No, that it's consistent because just because it's hitting the road and bouncing, the sun's always hitting the planet. Right. Consistently hitting mm-hmm. the planet. It's always coming back up. So it's always hitting the core. It's coming back up. They found this big. Uh, cavern in uh, in Mexico that had selenite crystals, mm. and these guys are standing on these crystals, and they're huge. I mean, you can't even imagine a crystal being What's that it called? huge. Selenite? Right? But, yeah, selenite. And uh, probably look up selenite caves in Mexico, but they're they're. These little dude, this is a little bitty guy standing on this huge crystal, man. And it's in the belly of the earth, in a sense, mm. right? So the earth has these crystals all over. They have energy all over. The pyramids, right? They're on the ley lines of the earth. Mm. Ley lines are where energy flows for the earth. So we have our chakras in our body, right? Mm. The ley lines are the chakras for the earth. Okay, and all the pyramids are are set up to so. This is how ignorant we are as people. Okay, we say, oh, the earth when when Egypt uh, when the Egyptians were building the pyramids, the earth wasn't connected. Nobody knew anything, mm. right? No, no, the Egyptians didn't build the pyramids. But when the pyramids were built all over the world, they were built for a reason, and they were connected. Right, and it's because of energy sources on the planet and in us. So, in India, a temple, an ancient temple in India, which I would suggest everybody go to India, yeah. all right, and check temples out because they're amazing. They have a temple that's carved straight into the mountain, okay, and it's carved out of the rock that was in them. I mean, it's it's a beautiful temple, but uh. They're not temples to go worship. They're temples to go to and feel the energy. Mm. And you feel the energy from that spot. So they built temples in certain points, right? To feel the energy. Because in India, there are certain temples that females aren't supposed to go to because it'll actually hurt their inside, like their uh, reproductive system mm. and everything. Mess it up. Wow. So they're. they're supposed to go into it and that's because of the vibration so that goes back to tesla and this machine he made with the vibrations Mm -hmm. right and the frequency that goes through your body so you go to an indian temple there's a certain frequency going through your body you go to the pyramid there's a certain frequency going to be going through your body while you're there is it rejuvenating your cells hell we don't know because we're not testing that out 
I'm, I'm not saying we're not smart enough to test it out. We're just not doing it, right? Where are we at? You know, we need to build more skyscrapers or do we need to learn what the hell's going on for real? Yeah. Like, I mean. Well, you only got a, so you got a small percentage of people who are messing up. Like, so if we're building a gumbo, we got the rue, you know, which is the earth. Like, we got a good, strong, sturdy foundation that gives us everything we need right let's set what we want aside for a minute but it gives us everything we need we'll ever need but then you got this stuff at the very tip top of the gumbo kind of floating around in it you know is it a bug is it a fly there are too many people a small too much of a small group of people who are making all the major decisions you know like back to what we were talking about policing all those decisions come from the top how they do things and how big they're going to allow the union to be, those decisions come from the top. Right. So with that said, as a police officer, you join the police force to be a good person to help other people out. Right? I wanted to be a police officer. That's why Mm -hmm. I wanted to join. And other people might join for other shit. No, I was with you. I was almost, I was close to myself, man. Yeah. Right, so you want to join and you want to help others out, and you want to be able to, you know, do your job mm-hmm. and uh, protect people from the bad people, right. right? Now, you don't really at that time when you're joining and you're going through the boot campus, you don't think about politics in it. No, but then then you get to your force, say you're you're Albuquerque PD, and then you you go to Albuquerque all mm-hmm. of a sudden. You don't think about the mayor's decision on what you're doing you think about oh this is the law this is what i should do mm-hmm. well no that's not how it works in real in reality right. it's shit because that's the law and that's how you should operate mm-hmm. but that's not how it works it works like oh i should do this but the politics tell me that it's not going to help in I should just move on from this situation. Right. And then that's what happens. Well, what dude. I've noticed in the small amount of training I got was the brainwashing that goes on, right? And it does. Oh. Now, it's very important. If anybody who's been in the military or on an athletic team, it's very important to build cohesion for the man next to you, right? But that's kind right. of how they do it. They build it around, like, if you don't do things a certain way, the guy next to you is going to get hurt. Or maybe some innocent civilian okay. or yourself. And see, and that's military training. Yeah. So for me, for me, protect and serve means a little bit different yeah. than that. I mean, it it means the same because you still got to worry about your partner all the right. time. But it shouldn't be as intense as like, because yeah. when you said that, I'm like, fuck, man, that's how I was trained, yeah, right? Man. Like. My buddy is, he's, in, I mean, I'm important too, but my buddy's important. Like, we, you never leave somebody behind right. and shit. So you're always pushing forward. You're always listening to your mm-hmm. commands. But, like, you're still worried about your the man to the left and the right of you. You yeah. know what I mean? So sometimes that can, it has to be trained properly, yes. right? It ha- Definitely. Because what happened, man? I don't want to bring up names because yeah, no, I hear you. Really happened, all right, with this fucked up shit. I don't even know what city it was mm. in, but with the cop that kneeled on dude's neck, man. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 
George Floyd and all that stuff. And, uh, dude, the other officer should have knocked that motherfucker the fuck out, basically, yeah. right? Don't stand next to somebody else that's killing somebody else, mm. okay? But at some point, the unions, all right, so it goes deeper. It's not the police, man. It's, so the unions would have been like, oh, you hit our union guy? We're going to fucking go after you, yeah. whatever, you know? I don't know if that's for real what happens, but that's in for re- in 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 the real world. The unions have a lot to do with this stuff. Oh yeah. So people are going after the police, but it's the unions because the unions protect the police, mm. but the unions do it. The unions aren't good. People. So and right? that's the thing, the right? The unions protect. Yeah. The unions protect bad police. They protect good police. They're protecting the brand. Right. It's, it's almost like they're protecting the brand. Exactly. Right? Because exactly. what they should be so doing no is what, also, just like you said, we have cancerous cells. Like, we got to do some things well, within our body to keep those cells in check. But, dude, well, the I union is supposed to, to be getting rid of the cancerous cells. It's to help, yeah, but it's not. It's not. Because, like you said, okay, so you, you explained it better than I did. It is. They're, they're taking the brand of police instead of, like, the brand of a good union they're just taking the brand of oh we're the police right. department we're we're working for the police department so if a, poli- a police officer shoots somebody they know it's wrong it's us versus them. He, turned his, he turned his shit mm. off or whatever and then it's the whole union coming after you know the prosecutor right right and then the prosecutor's like well goddamn, you know i i have a right. case but you fuckers blocking it you know what right. I mean? The unions need to pull their head out of their ass and actually be a a productive yeah. member of society, right? Yeah. Like they need to really realize that we can back these good cops. That's it. I think but, all of us should. I think dude, the media should be having on the loop good cops doing good cop work. I think you should definitely really sell that versus like every time well, one thing happens here, or there, or anywhere, it's being so amplified. Oh, that's the there's, that's the only way that a certain group can benefit from mm-hmm. it, right? Is if you blow up a bad situation. Because we never hear about the police are doing awesome and all that. But if a police officer, and I'm saying, man, that shit with Eric Garner, and I hope I'm getting his yeah, name George right. George Floyd, just, I believe. Yeah. Uh, George Floyd. Who's Eric Gardner? Oh, Eric it's Gardner. The cigarette guy, person. right? Yeah. Yeah, man, my bad. So yeah, so both of them. Yeah, but honestly, they the the unions need to fucking step back a bit, mm-hmm. right, and quit protecting bad cops because yeah. that's what's happening. They're protecting the brand, like mm-hmm. you said, and the brand holds bad shit. Yeah, right? yeah. you don't get rid well, of like it, anything right? else, man. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, there's no good guys in the Marine Corps too. There's a bunch of shitbags. Mm-hmm. That's what we call shitbags. Right. right? We can't. It's our phrase. So there's shitbags in the police force, and there's shitbags in society. There's people that rob banks and you know steal shit. Right. Um, that's it's that's a human thing. Mm-hmm. I think. Right. That's like everybody's gonna be an asshole if it comes down to being greedy or whatever yeah. in a sense well is this how's the saying go absolute power corrupts absolutely 
I've never heard yeah. of it, but yeah. So just you I'm give good. someone too much of their version of absolute power, right? Like if you give some you some bad dude it. from yeah. society a badge and a gun, then yeah, it's not going to turn out well, right? Correct. Yeah. And it won't. And especially if they have a back and they're like, I'm going to join the union. Then they have a backing of because a union, you have to break down what a union really is. Yeah. A union is, is uh, they get donations, right? So they have money. And then they have lawyers, a union lawyer. So when a cop does something fucked up, the union comes in. If it's a fucked up situation, they should say, we won't. I don't care that you're part of the union. You shouldn't have fucking done that, dude. That's what they need to do. But what they really do is, oh, well, we'll we got you, dude. Don't worry about Let's it. Let's go deeper. You know Let's go a little mean? bit deeper, though. That happens most of the time because there's such a shortage of good officers out there that you ca- these guys are floating around. Like, you do something, slap on the wrist, go they're to another right. department, yeah. right? There's only a, a certain amount of good people, man. <laughs> That's <laughs> like, what it comes down to. I, argue yeah. with that. Well, somebody is. messing up no, our I mean, gumbo. <laughs> right? Goddamn throwing some bullshit yeah, in there. Man. <laughs> but yeah. So how do we fix the gumbo? Like, is it... Because I know it's not one thing. Because there, I, I have got to put in this link. There's a site out there, if we want to stay with you know this policing thing, there have been yeah. several police stations around the country who've implemented one to two, if not, you know, a, a significant amount of changes to their policing structure. And they've seen right. a drop in this type of situation, right? Discrimination or, you know, all sorts of things. And I, I really wish we could. It's hard to take race out of it because if I'm a black person, when I see another black person go through something, I'm going to equate it to me. Same thing with you and everybody else on the planet. But what's happening with some of these cases, man, like there was a, a white couple that were in an apartment building. The police went to the wrong house. And so the guy had had some trouble. Talk about that energy and that, that you know, that gumbo, right? He'd had some trouble yeah. weeks before. These guys are responding yeah. to a domestic dispute, a possible domestic dispute. They're at the wrong place. Yeah. And so because of that trouble that the guy who was standing at the apartment had, he flings the door open. He's like, what's up, you know? And this is a white dude, and he's got a gun in his hand. He never lifts it or anything. And literally, both of the officers already had their guns out, and they're yelling, gun. And the guy had enough time, I kid you not, to back back into the apartment, raise his non-weapon hand, and take a knee and say, whoa, 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 while always keeping the gun pointed down. And that one of the officers just unloaded on him right there at point-blank range. You know? And so with that, yeah, that's that goes... Yeah. And that was a white couple, was a pretty blonde girl with her boyfriend, and they were just playing some, I think she said, like, Nintendo or uh, whatever it was, playing some Smash Brothers. And, like, well, it was just a bad situation. With with that, you don't ever, why the fuck would you, he's a dumbass, okay? I don't give a fuck what color you are. The police officer's knocking on your door. Don't answer. Oh, that was another thing. They, it wasn't like a do 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 do. Police open the door, right? It was just like a large banging. Now remember, she has okay, said so that's what the police fucked yeah. up. Yeah. So you need to send video to the girlfriend because they're gonna sue the yeah. police department because when you knock on the door, mm. 
You're supposed to knock and announce. Knock and announce. And so here's the thing. He had that situation happen weeks before where he got afraid enough, got himself trained, got himself a weapon. Like, just think about that. If he doesn't have an incident weeks before, this dude is still alive, right? And it's a simple do-do-do. You know, if they say police, maybe he's like, oh, shoot, the police. Let me put my gun away. Like, hey, bro, what's happening? It's like, oh, you know, they could have probably talked that out and realized, oh, wait, we're at the wrong place. Sorry for the inconvenience. It's just so crazy how different. But there are, so that gets put in the media. But what doesn't get put in the media is all these different places that are implementing these different rule changes and actually causing these situations to kind of dissipate. It is, it can, so it's almost like it's proof that it can work and can be fixed, but we're too busy looking at the other stuff and hyping it, having it on replay on CNN and Fox. Right. Hey, this is the problem yeah. and, and we're not, we don't know what to do to fix it. Or they're, they're saying, hey, this is the problem and uh, we could come up with the solution, but in reality, somebody else has already done the solution. Yes. But they're saying, hey, Vote for me because I have the solution. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. Right. That's the biggest problem. Vote for me because I have the solution. Right. That's the biggest no one's talking about that. You know what? I- we'll probably be the first one. I'm gonna put that in a in a link down here for those of you watching and listening and you know having a conversation with us. I will put that in the link where it's, it literally tracks where police have made these changes and it tracks how the crime rates and all these you know discriminatory things have decreased so these are some very real fixes and people i mean and it's all over i think so far out of the 50 states i think maybe 46 or so have done two or more of these changes and they're seeing a decrease man i'll tell you the biggest spot that that we can point out that's making the wrong changes and this is even coming from the media (laughs) okay so this we're talking about some fake news, all right, but we need to pay attention to it because they're telling us real stuff, yeah. man. In New York, all yeah. right, so things are getting worse in New York, all right? At one point, things were great in New York, all right? Now they're saying, let's defund the police. I think they pulled back like four different, uh, they did defund the police and they, took back the uh, crime unit. They're taking back certain units, mm-hmm. which is the, that's not what you do, man. You're going to pull back all these crime units and everything else. What's going to happen? Everything's going to get better because the police aren't around. Yeah. Fuck. No, so we're going to do some fact checking here because the way I understand defund the police is not make it this um, federally regulated thing. To where they're getting money, or okay, so they get a certain budget, but where they choose to, you know, spend the budget, they should be spending it. So if you defund them, that doesn't mean they go away; they don't get money. But that kind of um, regulatory spending kind of goes away, and then they can spend money on more training, paying officers more versus all these random bonuses that are going to the unions. Yeah, and I agree. I totally agree with that. Totally agree with that. but here's what probably is really happening, okay? So the mayor gets a budget, mm. right? The mayor gets a budget for the whole state, and he's, or the governor gets a budget, and then he gives it to the mayor of the city. So we're talking about New York. Mm. So the mayor gets a budget for New York, 
right? And he's got to spread this money out. You got to give a certain amount to schools. You got to give a certain amount to the police. You got to give a certain amount to, you know, all this mm-hmm. other stuff. Okay. So what they're saying, defund the police means instead of giving them, you know, and I'm going to, these numbers are low. Yeah. Right? These aren't real numbers. Yeah. Okay. But instead of giving them 33,000, we're going to go ahead and give them 20,000, you know, and then we're going to, instead of giving the school, you know, 20,000, we're going to give them 33,000 because we're taking it from the police. Yeah. See, I'm not sure how any of that works. We'll have to look at that and talk about it in the next episode. When you do something like that, it, I mean, you're kind of putting stress on the police force. You know what I mean? I, I, I understand what you're saying. So, that's what I'm saying probably is really happening. So the mayor gets a budget. The mayor gets a budget. He's like, I'm supposed to give this much to the police, but instead I'm going to pretend like I give it to the schools and I'm going to pocket it, and then we're going to just not give it to the police. Now what you're saying, is, right, no, a little deeper, mm-hmm. but what you're saying, because in New York, if you go through the mayor's history, it gets crazy. Who's that? Is that uh, De Blasio? But, yeah, oh, De Blasio. Geez. When you go into New York, it gets it gets insane with the with the scandals. And yeah. Stuff. But all that aside, so you know you're you're supposed to give this much to the police. You don't. You pocket it or whatever, mm. right? Mm. Instead of what you're saying, instead of implementing it differently, instead of taking the funds. That you give, you say you give thirty three thousand a year to the police instead of saying you're going to give them twenty. You still give them thirty three, but instead of giving it to a certain uh, department or mm-hmm. whatever, you give it to a certain thing. Like you're mm-hmm. saying with the training. Okay, let's instead of giving thirty thousand to the police department and three thousand to the training, let's give fucking you know. Ten thousand to the training and whatever the other number is, because I'm not doing yeah, that. <laughs> Pardon me. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? So that, that's kind of how it works. So when it when when they do stuff like that, they don't do it like that. They do it differently. They're like, we're gonna defund the police, kind of like they said, we're gonna we're not gonna do the New York light show this year, mm. right? We don't wanna don't wanna infect people with the coronavirus. Well, bull fucking shit, dude. You have all these people doing riot throughout your whole city, and you're not gonna pay to have a memorial set up because you're worried about ten people around, around ten people, you yeah. know, to set up lights to fucking do it. No, it was because of the budget, and the, and they were like, well, if we don't, if we don't do this this year, yeah. you know, that's gonna save us. Eh, 10,000 bucks or however much it costs to shoot up those lights and pay the people to set it up. It save us that much and we could keep it in the budget and we won't look like such big assholes when it comes to election, right? right? No. You look like an asshole for not doing it and you just tested the people's choice in a sense. Like you tested the waters and, and they said, fuck off, dude. And people were like, oh. Yeah, that's Listen, not happening. I love so election not- years like this because what it does is everyone is trying to win a vote. So they're a little bit more lenient as far as uh, business loans and things like that. Grants are running rampant because, I mean, 
Okay, so and because of that, dude, it, we dig ourselves Big in hole. a hole. Every every time the election comes up, we dig up because these people promise this and promise that, promise and this. And the bill like, comes oh, due. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The bill comes due. And then, yeah. and then, bam! We all of a sudden we have them in there, and all their promises are fucking bullshit, yeah, dude. And you're like, God, damn. and then you're stuck with them for the rest of the time. Yeah. You know, yeah. and then you're like, well, fuck, dude. Yeah, man. You know. I'll tell you, we don't then, even, we can't even, we can't even begin to, we can't begin to understand like how much voting and all of these different processes. I mean, there's a reason I think they took political science out of school. You know, like, hey, the dumber these people, these kids are coming out of school, the more we can just program them how we want them to, and then get away with what we want. We can figure it out. The money should. I don't ever want to hear about the richest country in the history of the world talking about well that wouldn't be fruitful when you have guys who if you lose a senate if you win a senate race right then turn around in two years and lose that race you still get paid for the rest of your life for what for what that's six figures that can go to a police station for better training that's six figures that can be split evenly between the school in that area you know how do they have a lifetime wage bro and with that too, man. So there need so turn. So I said elections suck because we do it so yeah. often. Kind of, kind of an oxymoron. But we do need term limits. Uh, limits, dude. Yeah. We do because, and then that means we're going to be doing elections or whatever. But if you have a term and somebody has to do good, they have to do good. If they don't have a term limit. Yeah to do what they need to do and then if they figure out that they can get paid from some or lobbyists yeah or lobbyists for preaching some stupid shit dude and do it i mean that's that's what it is is they preach stupid Mm -hmm. shit and it it, they don't so there's some politicians i look at right now and i'm like god damn dude you you hate america that much (laughs) right you hate America that much, you're going to do that yeah. shit. Like, and there's, in my head, I'm like, how many Americans are really listening to you that hate America as much as you do, right? right? And that's, and and these politicians, I'm talking, they've been there forever, yeah, dude. Man. They've been fucking ever. And it's because they're, they don't hate America. They're getting paid by people to say what they're saying. Right. They might hate them. It's not that they like us either. If they really liked America, they wouldn't fucking be getting paid by people to say what yeah. they're saying in a sense. Yeah. So if you love America, you're not going to, some company's not going to come in and bribe you and you're going to all of a sudden be for whatever the fuck right, before, right. right? Not American. And then, so if you do that, I, I think there has to be, uh, some kind of bill passed that says you you your district, right? Because mm-hmm. you can't get voted into the Congress or the Senate without having a position already. Right? Well, not necessarily, but so, it's it's very rare that that happens. Uh, there's a person who just right, got voted right. in, like she's into this QAnon stuff, where that basically says that everybody in power is a pedophile, and you know, basically, we got like Donald Trump is doing the things he does in order to uh, secretly work with the FBI to get them all. Like, so that's pretty far out there. And this lady just won, I think, a house seat. Oh, yeah, 
You just want a house seat. The FBI. <laughs> Uh, FBI is against Trump, dude. I don't know. Yeah, so that's what that's so what's so weird about it because it's like I thought Mueller and the FBI were after Trump, man. It's like no, it's a it's all a ruse. What? It's all a ruse. It's a setup in order to go after you know the real bad guy. Bill Barr, I mean, he's Trump too. But if it just depends, if he does something good for the other side, he's not for Trump. See. That's where that shit gets blurry yeah, too. Man. So you just black hardcore. But that's where we're going wrong as a as a like we we went so politics makes us dirty, yeah. man. So throughout the years, people were like, "Oh, if we run, we're gonna talk shit about the other candidate." Mm-hmm. And then this is how you know. And then Which we're doing if we talk about. I hate that. It should you know, be like, "Tell me how you're gonna fix well, it." You can't just yeah. And now, now it's like. If you're if you're against the other side, you you have to be hardcore against yeah. them. You know, well, it's Monday Night Football. There's no middle. It's Monday Night Football, man. It's right. the Cowboys versus the the Eagles, right? It's our side versus their right. side. It's like, well, I don't like some things about my side. I can't talk about that. No, no, you can't. It's like, well, what am I supposed to do as a right. voter? I don't like this about the Democrats. I don't like this about the Republicans. The stuff is in the middle. It's kind of wacky, but it makes a little bit more sense. You know, like. It's a, it feels too much, which is why I think everyone should be aiming for. All right, get back to your energy stuff, right? Getting yourself together, <laughs> work about work to fix your own aura and energy, and make sure you and the people around you are good and doing good in the in your community, right? Don't worry about all the other stuff. And that's it, that's how small it gets. So people that kind of look outside of the, I mean, it's not even looking outside the box. People that are looking inside the little computer screen and getting brainwashed yeah. and shit and then doing stupid shit. That's uh, that's because that's what's happening in cities, man. Yeah. Honestly. So most of these crazy ass people that are coming out of the basements and doing shit, they're in basements and stuff, yeah. right? And they're coming out there. They got this, this, uh, this group. That's like, oh, America fucking sucks, mm. you know. We're against everything American. Well, that's the energy that they're getting. Yeah. And it's because of the screen right here. Mm. You're putting that shit in you. You're sitting on a you're sitting on a cement slab instead of the earth. Yeah. Right? You're getting and I'm I say I'm saying I'm doing I said Indian style everywhere yeah. I go, so I'm not in there, so I'm sitting on the earth. But you're sitting on the cement slab, so you're not getting the same. So uh, when I went out to the mountain, mm-hmm. dude, and my son was, he was rappelling down, mm-hmm. right? At that point, it was storming over us, right? It was about to rain. My, my rope cost 200 bucks. <laughs> Too much to mess right, up, right? right? But it's not waterproof. Oh, wow. But it was starting to rain. And shit, mm-hmm. right? and, uh yeah, waterproof ones cost way more than two hundred bucks. Oh, okay. But it's raining, and I'm like, okay, well, you know, I mean, I have to get down, you know. But I, I sit up at the top to wait for my son to get down because I have to do a certain knot to get down. And-